Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. VGK extends its road winning streak to five games, a 4-3 to three triumph last night in Vancouver. Hi again, everyone. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick. We come to you from Las Vegas each and every day, and we remind you that we are brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. And we thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. You can find us on Twitter at Tony Dasco, at TD Chris G., at Locked On VGK, and of course, the YouTube channel is Locked On Golden Knights. So, Chris, nice win for the VGK last night in Vancouver. Absolutely. And it just, again, a great start, I think, sets the tone for the Vegas Golden Knights. Phil Kessel scores the opening goal, this time a little over three minutes into the game. Back-to-back games, he's done it. And he did it last night off of the Ethan Bear turnover and Brock Bozer turned over the second puck, and then Riley Smith uh, cashed in. Smith now points in his last nine games as he has 11 points. But uh, let's talk about uh, VGK getting out of the shoot early in these games, and I think that that's been the key to success here, primarily uh, down the stretch here. I mean, the, the two biggest things that I can recall talking and seeing uh, Bruce Cassidy talking about when I was doing the media uh, pre and post game stuff was early starts. The team wasn't ready. You know, it's my job to get the team ready. And it was a, you know, just a reoccurring issue, right? Reoccurring issue. And then the next biggest issue we talked about, and we'll hit on this a little bit later, but was the second period. The second period was absolutely terrible for a very long period of time. Both of those demons now seem to be have exercised and you're seeing it in the results of the games. Um, if there's an area of opportunity right now, you got to look at the third period and, you know, kind of wonder if um, there's going to be a, an issue there going forward. Um, quick last night, got a little leaky, got a little, got a little drifty on that goal. I'm not sure exactly. Bet I watched the replay. Over. Bet the over. Bet the over. I was, see, I was on the under, Tony. I, I changed my mind. I, I have oh, a what the, I have a what the Wednesday. I have a what the okay. Wednesday, okay? On the show, I said 4-3 VGK yesterday, right? Right. And then I changed it in, in the tweet. I said I thought no, it was going to be a lower scoring affair. No. I know, and, and it cost me permissible. money, too. It, co- yeah. it cost me 40 only bucks. One time, <laughs> only one time with Jonathan Quick in net, or even when he's not in net, since he joined the team, only once since he's been here has a game gone under. I had the VGK he, was going to put up a four spot. He's got the over effect. Okay. He does. He does. And he was good this game. I mean, he had a very good game, a lot of big saves. That glove save at the end of the second period was a huge momentum shift, if you will, because, I mean, if that goes in, obviously, Vancouver's in a much different spot to start the third, trailing one instead of two. But team's kind of done right now. This is this was a very important win. It was good to see them come back after. I mean, it's weird that when you win a game seven to two, you need a bounce back game. And they did. They needed a, a tougher opponent that was going to give them all they could handle and credit Vancouver for doing so, but credit Vegas for. So we talked about this on the show yesterday. I'll have this for you in just a couple of seconds, but we talked about this on the show. Vancouver has been playing outstanding defense. And mm-hmm. let's see last time Vancouver gave up a four spots. Oh, good, good they one. haven't given up a four spots at all 
in the month of March. No four spots in the month of March. The last time they gave up a four spot was February 27th against the Dallas Stars in a winning effort, 5-4. And the last time they gave up uh, four or more goals in a losing effort was Nashville, February 21st. So, you know, credit uh, Vancouver for playing very well down the stretch. Credit Vegas for understanding the situation and getting it done. Okay. Uh, we saw we're quick started, as you mentioned. Uh, the other passengers on the plane, um, <laughs> of course, we had uh, Logan Thompson, and he was the backup last night. Laurent Brassois is also on the trip. Uh, Nick Waugh, and then uh, we had the impression that they might be starters, but I didn't know if they were even on the ice. That's neither here nor there, but Nick Waugh now, Cassidy says is close. He said Keegan Colasar is close, and yesterday he skated in a non-contact jersey. No reason to rush him. No reason right now. You you hit the nail on the head yesterday, Tony. Don't mess with the winning lineup right now. And I thought line four was the one line you can mess with a little bit, but uh, Coach Cassie said himself, line four was the best line of the game. Uh, your your favorite player, uh Teddy Bluger gets uh, gets on the score sheet. Kind of a weak goal, but it doesn't matter. It's a it's a good goal on the on the score sheet and an important goal at a good time. Oh no, so, I got through. I still don't. <laughs> five. It was it was five hole. I think it was it was five hole. Um, a little scare with uh, Shea Theodore yesterday. He missed uh, what about half of the third period. I didn't yeah. catch why. But I, I saw him come back on the puck. bench. I thought he he blocked a puck and then got okay. hurt and maybe upper body upper body. Okay, say. he's back. So that that that's what he's matters. Um, but he could be sore, right? But they didn't bring any extra defensemen on the trip. Ben Hutton, I think, is is, is oh, still on. The, yeah, okay. Hutton is our he's our, he's our seventh man. We forgot um, about Mc, that guy, McNabb. Uh, McNabb almost had one of those uh, tips near the end of the game that cost us a goal again. Just not sure what he's thinking right now. I was, I think it was about what four, five, three minutes left, something like that. Just a kind of a lazy shot from. From the point, McNabb tips it right in front of Quick, like with his backhand, his his backs to the play, like that's just very uh, worse than what happened in New Jersey when he was standing in front of the net. Uh, Teddy Bluger, he averaged twelve minutes per game in Pittsburgh, now 16. averaging sixteen. You saw that. You saw that last. The night. Vancouver, uh, the, the Vancouver feed mentioned it yes. actually, of all things. Yeah, they do a good job. Uh, it, it was it was actually good. I, I enjoyed listening second. to Vancouver. I thought they were yeah. fair. They weren't upping the Canucks, nor were they downing Vegas the whole game. It was a very fair broadcast. Very fair. Very fair. Um, the extended in-between periods uh, telethon yes. thing had me weeping. Yeah. Uh, so for, fourth goal, second here in, in Vegas uh, for Teddy Booger, Bluger. And then um, we saw, you know, we had three, uh, three consecutive hooks, right? And uh, in the game, Dorfeyev. Um, Bavillier and then Stevenson, who Stevenson's game is off. I'm sorry, but his game is Glad off. you brought it up because I had a note to talk about him. Go ahead, talk about him. Well, the penalty on the when Vegas was on the power play or when when, when he put the team down two to Not a two. four on three scenario, taking a penalty like that in the offensive zone. I mean, it was a bit soft, but it doesn't matter. Your stick shouldn't be around. Uh, the other player's hands in that situation. Like if you're defending and it's a high danger shot, fine, whatever. But taking a penalty like that, you know, three quarters of the way down the ice on a four on four, and it's a lazy hook. That's just that's just bad. And then at the end of the game, he must not have had the puck line. He did not want to get rid of that puck with about I don't know no, a minute and a half. No, left. And they stole it from him. They they took it right from him. 
And I just can't imagine, because this is now the second game recently where the puck has been on Stevenson's stick. He didn't necessarily have a lane to shoot it, but he could have done anything better than what he did with it. Like Coyle was ready to fire it, but didn't. And then they just took it right off his stick. Yeah, you go back to the Dallas game. He's the one that unfortunately could not either dump the puck or pass the puck. Uh, J-Rob, Jason Robinson made an amazing play to you know, cause a turnover, which led to the Stars tying the game really late, unfortunately. So, you know, this is a concern right now. He's buried, for lack of a better term. I mean, it's a good thing Phil Kessel's carrying him right now. So, you know, we'll see. He's a very important part of this team, and, you know, he was your and I think all of our MVPs, if you will, through some real tough times. So I think he'll get it back together, especially, I mean, if if Stoney can come back, we'll see about that, you know. Could you imagine if line three is like Stone and Chandler Stevenson? Well, they don't even mention Stone, and I'm going to get into this in a little bit because Kessel now has arrived and has taken over, I think, part of that leadership role. Uh, They do Mm -hmm. have the terminology in Canada is not the shot pass, which I absolutely despise. It's the slap pass. I like that one last night. Slap pass is fair. Slap pass is very fair. Uh, And so I wanted to also talk. Okay, Jonathan Quick, kudos second american-born he moves mm-hmm. up to number two american-born goaltenders 16 his, behind number one now right yeah miller the and then uh john van beesbrook he just passed of course the vandy yeah uh jt miller jt miller on uh, i want to talk about the penalty shot though that was outstanding but you know, theater did, and you can't blame theater there i know a lot of the fans are beginning on shade theater but that's the right thing to no do you take the situation. penalty Take the penalty. The, the math is better for a, for a penalty shot versus a breakaway. Okay. VGK, 0 for 4, something like that on the power play? Standard. Not a good night on the PP. What's that? Standard. I like saying PP. Nothing uh, They new. got a little bit lazy, too, in the third period where uh, Di Giuseppe had that uh, that goal. Um, I don't know what a Di Giuseppe is doing playing hockey, but that's another story. Uh, so they got a little bit lazy, and there was a good push. Was that Jack Eichel, or he turned, or no? Jack Eichel turned over the, the puck that led to the penalty shot. Well, yeah, okay, but they're never going to tell you that on state-run television or radio. So, uh, but overall, <laughs> a very good game. And you want to talk about rigged next stop? Oh God, here next we go. stop. Okay, no, hear me out. I want to hear this. This is I, I so so. If this isn't. It's rigged, half your show, Tony. Go ahead. Okay, <laughs> VGK goes from Vancouver, Vancouver to Calgary. A one-hour flight. The home team, the home team for Thursday night's game, Calgary, has to travel from Duckland. So they're in Southern California. So either John Wayne or LAX, three-hour flight back home. So VGK already gains a couple of hours of sleep and being in a bed. No, this is wrong. This is so, so rigged. Okay, yeah, uh, but then if you, you got you got to acknowledge both sides, Tony. Last week when we played the Flames, uh, BGK had the travel issue. You have to good. you have to acknowledge both or none. You have to acknowledge both or none. Okay, and VGK did do a good job last night. I think that their primary focus is if you're talking about the tails, they did a good job in defending Elias Patterson. They did a really good job on him. Yeah, he was pretty quiet, right? I yeah, I mean, I, he's got he is he flirting with 40 goals already, I thought, or he's, he's on pace for something like that. He's yeah, got ridiculous. definitely he's got a, a good points. season. And we pointed that out the last time they played, I remember. And obviously, it's uh, about 20 or 25 games later. So if he's on the same pace, he's been having a great season. I mean, Vancouver is in a weird spot right now. They've been building for such a long time. And we talked about this yesterday. Um, they were flirting with, you know, with the playoffs last season would have been a playoff team uh, the entire season. 
with uh, the work that um, uh, Bruce uh, Bruce Boudreau did. Boudreau. You know, if you, if you factor the entire year and his point and his uh, Bruce, points is. percentage and everything, exactly. Um, this year was supposed to be the step forward, and they just couldn't make it. And for whatever reason, Bruce Boudreau was like be, in barely a full season became like one of their most beloved coaches in the history of hockey. But such a such a strange 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 city, strange strange city, the Canu- the Vancouver Canucks, strange team. Remember when VGK was awful in the second period? Well, we're going to talk about the success lately. Chris has a point to make, and we're going to get to that when we return right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Mayhem or madness or whatever you're calling it around the city. Well, it's really heating up now, and it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you could bet on everything from the money line to the point scores to three-pointers that are drained. And again, there are player props, player points, rebounds, assists, all that. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine all of your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet. It's up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the National Basketball Association. Welcome back to LockedOn Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick. We come to you each and every day from Las Vegas. We appreciate you making us your first listen wherever you can find us on your podcast, of course. And again, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Locked On Golden Knights. And Chris, one thing that's missing back there is maybe one of those fanatics. Didn't they used to do those fat heads and stuff like that? You need one of those. New- is that fanatics or is that just a fat? Is that just a separate brand? I don't know. I don't know. In any event, you need tearaway jerseys back there because that's what they're going to be from Fanatics for 10 more years. Oh, stop it. Everyone making a big deal about those Fanatics things. Stop <laughs> it. It's a jersey. It's going to be fine. It's, yeah, I mean, I just don't listen, know if they've Paul ever Cotter dabbled in pro that, sports before. Paul Cotter just had his Reebok jersey torn to shreds, so they can all tear. Don't worry. It was Adidas, I thought. Adidas. But in any event, yeah, whatever. Uh, you wanted to discuss in this segment about uh, VGK's uh, turnaround being successful in the second period. Now we started off really crummy this season, and now I think that they're keeping a more consistent approach as they play in the second period. So, Coach Cassidy, when I was doing a lot of the media games earlier on in the year, and hopefully I'll be back at him next week if it you all got to be out, in there, man. I like your question. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely trying for the last three man. home games. Besides, well, I think I'm no trying for like three of the four. No home one's games asking or like the that. Chris questions. Go ahead, man. So. The one thing that I do remember the most from a lot of these uh, post-game pressers was Bruce Cassidy telling you, I don't have a good answer when people were asking about the second period. And all the different media members, and probably myself included, all tried to find a way to ask the question a bit differently. But Cassidy was always the same. It was, I don't really have a good answer. I don't have a good answer. I can't tell you why we're not scoring goals in this building. I can't tell you why we're not getting off to good starts. And I can't tell you why the second period isn't working out. Well, he knew why all along, apparently, and he found a way to get it fixed. And just to uh, quote my own tweet from last night, uh, the Golden Knights extended their multiple goals in the second period streak to five games. VGK have not been outscored in the second period and in their last 11 games, mm-hmm. going back to February 27th when they were shut out by the Avalanche 3-0 in the, in the game. Post-All-Star break, 
if you just factor the second period outcome, VGK is 10, 4, and 6. So this was certainly an area of focus, an area of opportunity, a cesspool of crap, a cesspool of crap, if you will, for the first, uh, you know, about 50 games of the season. And now they found a way, whatever they did during the All-Star break, or maybe nothing changed. Maybe VGK is just uh, executing better, but... You definitely know uh, I, I got my question already queued up, uh, depending on how these next couple of games go, uh, if I am fortunate enough to go cover the game uh, on Tuesday night against the Edmonton Oilers. But this is important right now. There's a lot of things that VGK is needed to fix to get to the point of where they are now, I believe, fourth overall in the NHL standings. And there's a path for him to pass even Carolina who is limping right now with all their injuries and things like that. There's a really a reasonable path for VGK to finish second overall in the standings. And oddly enough, they do that. The Kings might actually be third, only a point or two behind the way they're playing right now. So, you know, you start checking boxes of the problems that they've had, right? We were concerned about goalies. That box has been checked, even though there's a, there's a battle all of a sudden, and maybe, maybe a little bit of a, you know, a, a dilemma who's going to start check the goaltending box. Everything is going to be fine. I think. Uh, the power play box that remains unchecked. It was checked for a short period of time early in the season, and even a couple of weeks ago, it felt like it was getting better. Yeah, we got we got to work on that one. But getting out to good starts, we can check that box for the most part. The second period, we can definitely check that box. So really, the last thing we're wor- worried about right now, besides who's going to be in our top twelve right now, because it's going to be a juggernaut of uh, of talents. But the power play is really the last thing that uh, they need to check before the playoffs start. Something in this organization's DNA, Chris, whenever a coach, whoever it might be, whenever they had a primary focus, the team has responded. Because I remember last year at times, uh, Pete DeBoer would be uh, working on the power play and say we were really paying attention to this. And then they would break through. And another game, he would have another yeah. area. Let's put you know players in front of the net. And then they would do they can focus maybe. Maybe they're not, you know, 2023 multitaskers with this team. They can only do one thing at a time. They can't Millennials. skate. Two gum. Oh, they can't. Millennials. Yeah. I didn't say that. I just said I that they can't, they can't skate and chew, chew gum at the same time. Uh, but, Millennials. But again, like they do very well. So they did focus in the CBJ game on the power play. And then last night, I think they worked. Count. I think they worked on putting men in front of the net, number one. Uh, they worked on screening out their own goaltender, number two, and quick. Um, they probably worked on a variety of things. Oh, uh, Elias uh, Pedersen and shutting him down. I think that they did a really good job because they were all over him last night. So I think if, when they start to focus on one area, so that had to be one of the primary focuses here. Where And then, of course, by repetition, they just get better, I would think, for the second period. Bill Belichick one of the best coaches in the history of sports, his, his credo, if you will, you got, I had to use a word. So Ooh. Amanda didn't know what credo was. I think we were playing wordle or something like that. And or she never heard the word credo. I had to tell her what it meant. And I've never used it in a sentence. Well, it's a movie, here we right? go. I've used the isn't word it, credo now. Isn't credo. that a movie? Well, the credo, it might be, I don't know. Now you're going, now you're getting back no, that's to me probably, that's but no. you know, <laughs> Apollo Creed, there you go. So the credo of Bill Belichick simply is, taking away the other team's best weapon, whatever, whether it's the quarterback, whether it's the receiver running, whatever it is, they take away their best offensive weapon. And they say, you know, beat us with the, there's your secondary and stuff like that. So your point you just made there about 
things the Golden Knights are working on, right? There you go. The Golden Knights are working on maybe taking away some of the best options of the other team and, you know, making their complimentary players beat them. You take Pedersen away, that's going to make it a lot harder for Vancouver to get there. They still did well with JT Miller, of course, but, you know, again, Cassidy, I mean, is Cassidy getting enough credit for what he's doing this season all of a sudden, right? You know, it seemed like he was um, uh, a Jack Adams candidate early on, right? That's the best coach, correct, right? Yeah. So it seemed like he was uh, an Adams candidate. Obviously, it's going to go to Montgomery and Boston, but you still have to at least give an honorable mention. I mean, where would where would Cassidy finish? Right. I mean, VGK's over points over under was 96 and a half flirting with the playoff. We both had them flirting around that second and third, second and third place in the division area. Never a concern not to make the playoffs. But, you know, we no one. I mean, again, everyone's counting VGK out. Right. No one's expecting them to do anything. Well, this team on paper is a heck of a lot better than that season one team. A heck of a lot better. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the area too, that Cassidy, was it Cassidy that said the first, the top two lines kind of even each other out. And so it's going to be up to, especially later in the season, line three and four, especially the playoffs line three. I mean, line three is the playoff team that, that, that's your, that's your Achilles heel in the playoffs line three. Coming up next, you know, Phil Kessel. Let's talk about him. We could talk about Pavel Dorfeyev, your guy too. Uh, Phil Kessel is scoring goals, and he's taken over a leadership role. We'll talk more about Kessel, the hot dog man, when we turn right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. When your business is starting a championship run, nothing matters more than finding the hiring of the best team. And with Indeed, you have the power to build a dynasty by hiring more MVPs faster. If you are hiring, you need Indeed because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, you can interview, and hire all in one place. And Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements, or else you just do not pay. And so instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you to do it all. Indeed partners with you every day, every step of the way in this hiring process. You can find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match assessments and virtual interviews. With Indeed Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job descriptions. Pretty good. And you can invite them to apply right away. Plus, you only pay for quality applications that meet the must-have requirements. Indeed makes it very easy to hire great talent, according to Comscore, Indeed is the number one job site worldwide. So you can start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your post at Indeed.com slash locked on. Again, this offer is good through March the 31st, so don't delay. Go to Indeed.com slash locked on to claim your $75 credit, and that is right before March the 31st. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco in the Sunfield this morning, along with Chris Golick. I'm the other guy, and you definitely want to check out our podcast, wherever you get your podcast, and please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Oh, that YouTube channel sizzling hot right now. It's hotter than burnt toast. Oh, Carlson on Dorfey of last night. Come on, dude. That that was his quote. I know, I know, I know. That's um, I was 
is waiting for you to get in there right now. Dorfiev is great. I mean, watching him in Henderson the last couple of seasons, he's good around the net. He's got the hands. He knows how to finish, and he's putting it together. And we got to start by crediting Gary Lawless. I was listening to one of the – I don't know if it was just a, a post game show early in the season, like like around um, preseason time, or if it was even before that. But Gary Lawless is the one who said Pavel Dorofiev will have a role with the Golden Knights at some point this season. And you know he's been up and down a couple of times. I think he's only played ten games. There you go. Only ten games at the NHL level right now. And you look at you know just the growth that he's had, and all of a sudden you know. Sometime is now in game 71, 72 of the season. Dorofiev has been an absolute diamond in the rough, a KHL find, which Vegas finally is starting to, uh, you know, strike gold with some of those. And there's some more KHL players uh, that are in the organization that we might see down the pipeline as well. Uh, Manaman, first one that comes to mind, obviously. Um, so, so far, eight games played, four goals. Three of them are game winners, I believe. There's a stat circulating right now. Yeah. About his game winners, another and game like winner that. last night. Yeah, he's a plus three right now. Uh, right. Not not taking a lot of penalties and like looking at his. I mean, what what were they like? What did Vegas see in this guy in the KHL? So in 2018-19, 23 games played, he gets two points. In 2019-2020, in 48 games, he gets seven points, and then all of a sudden he's brought to Henderson. In 2020-21, in 24 games, he goes 9-4 and four for 13 points. Gets a call-up for a couple of games uh, last season for some injuries. And then he really got going the last two seasons with Henderson. Um, 21-22, 27 goals, 25 assists, almost point per game. A little slower this season, but everyone's slow in, in the AHL uh, for the Silver Knights. And now he's just under a point-per-game clip. So I want to focus again on the scouting here. Vegas drafted him in 2019. What do you see in a guy that is putting up these types of numbers in the KHL? Usually you're looking for the people that are putting up a point or even a more than a point per game clip. And you're like, okay, why is this guy doing this? He looks like he was a nobody in the KHL. He looks like he was a nobody. VGK drafts him, molds him. And now down the stretch, he might be the reason we win the division, win the division. Think about that for a second. But we have no we have no prospects. We have what no talent pipeline. Yeah, what they saw was he has the ability to score off of his visor and the ability exactly, to score yeah, off, yeah, the, yeah. off the shaft of his stick. Come on, could be a flash. Whoever the scout was that that found this guy has just got their feet up right now. Like, yep, yep, told you so. Okay, Phil Kessel. He's taken over a leadership role of late. We talked about that. We heard the story about Kessel just getting on the team and its power play. Then they responded. And they had a couple of power play goals. He was not responsible for the shorthanded goal last night. But he has three points now in the past four games. And he's starting to open up his game. And he also has a couple of goals to set the tone the last two games right there in the early stages of the game. We knew that this guy had a second gear, maybe a third gear, and maybe a hot dog gear. But he's starting to play very well because why? He's asserting himself. He was preserving his body all stinking season. And he's like one of those NBA players. They just save themselves to the final two minutes of a game, right? Anymore, maybe? I was going to think healthy, not healthy scratch like they do in the NBA, but yeah. Yeah. No, he's, he's just like that. And so 
we thought he'd be gone. I thought he'd be done by now. I thought he'd be a healthy scratch like every night at this stage because he just wasn't contributing. But he seems to have found a home, playing much better, and then just playing. And we don't hear the whining about Mark Stone. Well, Cassidy did a few days ago. But other than that, state-run radio and TV has not been whining about Stone and the lack of leadership because Phil Kessel has definitely stepped up. So one of our funny uh, exchanges last night we had after Kessel got that first goal, I said, I don't think Kessel scores that goal in October or November. I think he goes, goes to the bench for the line you're, change. And, you're right. You're right. And we're not knocking him when we say this, folks. Like, I want to make sure we're, we're very clear and transparent on these statements, but he's been in the league a long time and he's played a lot of games. And you, it's a lot of luck. It's, it's much more luck than anything as to why he was able to do all this. But, you know, he has that gear. There's a reason Phil Kessel in the playoffs greater than Phil Kessel in the regular season. That's first and foremost right there. And he knows how to keep his body in the right shape. I'm not saying he wasn't trying very hard. And we've seen what he's done throughout the season and stuff like that when he has asserted himself. And now you're hearing about what he's doing in practice on the leadership side. Now we're seeing him getting those early goals. We're seeing him get power play goals. We're hearing stories about him taking the players aside during practice saying, hey, guys, let's get your uh, get your blankety blanks in gear. Let, let's freaking go here. And now all of a sudden his power play line seems to be uh, – the first one over the boards all of a sudden, That's especially so after funny. Jack Eichel's little boo-boo last night. So, <laughs> you know, Phil Kessel knows what to do and what it takes to win a Stanley Cup, multiple Stanley Cups, I believe. And he knows how to help the players around him. He also understands the situation that there's a lot of Vegas Golden Knights reinforcements ready to come in and make an impact. He also knows Pavel Dorofiev probably he's not coming out of the lineup. So you start looking at players on the lineup who possibly could get replaced when Colasar and Nick Wah need to be put back in the lineup. I'll say it again. When they need to be put back in the lineup, your list of players is now, I mean, Dorfiev is still on that list, obviously. But then we got Cotter. Then we got Amadio. Amadio. Then yeah. we got Howden. Yeah. So, you know, and I don't think Bluger's coming out. He's getting 16 minutes a game right now. I don't think yeah. they're going to put Nick Wah in that place. So, you know, there's... There's all these passengers on the bus, but only a few of them can get off at the station. Aha. Ooh. Uh, 13 goals. <coughs> 17 gotcha assists. Gotcha. 17 assists uh, for Kessel. That's so 30 fewest, points so far. That's fine. The Whatever. fewest since 06, 07. The fewest since 06, 07. He's also on a, on a very solid team with a lot of players around him that can do it, and he's a little bit older. I, I thought he was going to flirt around, what, 50, 60 points or something like that. Uh, maybe that was a little, you know. I might have been hitting that gold bar a little bit early in the morning, but <laughs> do you think he was preserving his his energy as a veteran? Yes, yes, he's doing he's doing what a, a thirty mid thirty year old needs to do in the NHL, and you know there's a reason he's much better in the playoffs, and simply because he's and everyone works hard in the playoffs. This is not a Phil Kessel thing, but it's a little maybe more noticeable because he feels like he's got nothing to prove. He knows what he brings to the table, and he's going to have clean shifts. He's not going to stand out a lot of his shifts, but he's going to have clean shifts. He's not afraid to take a 15-second shift if it's you know, skate, 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 pass, dump, get off the ice for someone else. Like he's, he's okay with that where, you know, someone like a Pavel Dorofiev might be trying to prove themselves and, you know, staying out there a tiny bit longer, maybe trying to do something or even a Chandler Stevenson who seems to be pushing the wrong way right now, you know, so Kessel knows the game. He knows what it takes to win. He knows what it takes to keep himself on the ice. 
he knows come playoff time, it's everything we've seen times six, you know, as far as how much tougher the game is, how much more physical the game is, how much more every single second of every single shift matters. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll have a preview of VGK Calgary. Calgary again, they've got to go this far, okay? Three hours on the flight. VGK gets that little puddle jumper. Acknowledge last week go, then, Tony. Acknowledge last week. one hour from Vancouver to Calgary. It's so stinking rigged. Acknowledge last to week, Tony. Tomorrow. Debate continues. Coming up again tomorrow, we'll talk about the Calgary game and other news that breaks, and who knows, uh, perhaps uh, Nick Wall. We'll get another goalie. Maybe we'll get our goalie call. It. We'll get. An, well, we know. I think it's Logan Thompson tomorrow night. I think it's called. It's oh, game. I think it, that that's the that's the chalk and a half, and you know, if not the total. They're going to want to win for him. You know, this might be the this might be v, the VGK's best regular season game tomorrow night. Honest to God, what? They could get punched out again. Could be physical. They could. And we'll get but to it's that. Not because of la- it will not be because of lack of efforts. We thank you all for making us your first listen each and every day. Again, go to our Twitter feed at LockdownVGK, at Tony Dasco, at TD Chris G. And please do not add me to that thread with all those fans. I, you, you want the show to succeed? I do not want to be part of that thread, okay? Uh, and of course, our YouTube channel, Locked On Golden Knights. Subscribe. We'll see you tomorrow right here for my man, Chris Golick. I'm Tony Cardasco. Take care. Have a great day. And thanks for tuning in to Locked On Golden Knights.